0: Back, ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to the Rural Survival Show right here on the Republic Broadcasting Network. Your hosts today are Tim Spencer and Rick Schmidt. Uh, anyway, call in number is 512 248 8252. Please stay on topic, and uh, I don't know if the five minute rule is going to have to go into effect or not. Because I don't know how many callers we're going to have. Anyway, Rick, until we get a caller or two, uh, let's continue, sir.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, I would say, um, you know, to that, to that end, the, um, the, 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 the ongoing challenges with germination of um, the. Um, ongoing challenges with the germination of your foodstuffs is um, we were talking about the use of heat mats, and they are incredibly valuable. They're very useful, in in some cases just plain necessary, especially when you're trying to germinate uh, tomatoes and peppers. But what I thought out this week, too, was after you achieve <clears throat> germination, I also used it to germinate a flat of Merlin beets, and uh, I had a great looking flat of baby beets there uh, for about a couple days. Uh, and what happened was I left the heat mat turned up, and basically it kind of cooked them. Um, I wasn't vigilant enough. Uh, one of the things that happens when when your uh, heat mat is up is that the flats dry out way too quickly. Uh, The other thing that happens is after the plant germinates, when you're keeping the root zone that warm, uh, plants who are like a cool-weather crop like beets, um, they do not appreciate that, and you get some very strange, leggy, rangy-looking growth. And in the overall scheme of things, it's probably just as well that they did perish because they were not what I was looking for. So I had to stop what I was doing this morning and replant that whole flat. Once again, you know, lesson learned. Um, <clears throat> what you want to do there is after you achieve your germination, uh, move, move, and or get get your uh, seeds off the heat. Uh, you do need you do need to have your light your uh, your light like right down on top of them so they don't get leggy. But <clears throat> as far as keeping the keeping the uh, the flat at eighty degrees that's not necessary. And it's best if you don't. So once again another lesson learned. Um if 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 you watch if you can if you've got the time to watch the L D S prepper video called How to Grow Food as Though Your Life Depended on It, um, he will mention right up front that um these, these skills uh, uh, actually kind of need to be developed like ASAP. Uh, this isn't, what would he say? He says this isn't something you can put in the closet and just get out when you think you need it. It, it doesn't work like this. Um, I've been gardening now for over 50 years, and I still make stupid mistakes, and I still get surprises uh, like a cinnamon-loving mouse, um, you know, uh it's it's my first year of having really good success this is my first year of using heat mats seriously and it has been wonderful except i did not realize that it could also be used to cook plants so lesson learned there you know once again you know I'll, i i won't let that happen again but um we don't you know we don't want to keep making the same mistake over and over again uh so uh, so guess what? We got a go. caller, Rick. Well, the man with the harmonica I can't, can't believe it. All right, go ahead,
0: Mike in Kentucky on line three. Good morning, Mike.
2: <laughs> there we go.
0: There we go. You
2: have to Good make it, more it a little less recognizable so you don't get uh shadow banded downright. So that was a parody.
0: I understand. <laughs>
2: Even if it's not copyrighted, it could be downranked at Shadow Band. Uh, wow. Well, I had to uh, school somebody that was quite a bit older than me that actually I had to work in our garden when I was growing up. They were going to grow them tomatoes this year, and they started them out, but they didn't put them close enough to a window or any source of light, so they got real long and stringy and spindly. Right. Uh, and I did that oh, at a well. time. Uh, Probably ten or twelve years ago, and talked to a greenhouse. uh, What she called a she did a pickup garden and made money, or pickup market. You know, take all her stuff in the back of a pickup and sell it out of the back pickup. Oh, anyway, she she had done, uh, uh, and she had a what she called a secret recipe for her chicken manure, and you can make it pretty quick. Apparently, she used uh, blood meal. You probably also use things like fish meal. And Epsom uh, right. salts and your chicken manure and you put it in a uh, some old, you know, tub that you don't care about ruining and cover it and uh, leave it where it's going to get some sunshine and it will steep and ferment or whatever its own self and you can get that hot chicken manure to work as a plant fertilizer. You're supposed to, I think, I don't remember. There's recipes on the Internet. Um, right on how to do this stuff, but that's one of the best things about chickens, I think, is that they will convert all of your waste stuff that you don't want to eat, you know, or put into the compost. It's a little bit quicker, you know, and you can't use it unless it's aged. Otherwise, I think it has to age like two or three years before you can use uh, chicken manure. But uh, the trick I've talked to a lot of people about is you try to have a consistent place that they roost. And it'll it'll, it'll collect right up for you. I mean, you'll have a big old pile of it. Wherever they roost at, if you uh, make a rack or something outside the coop, but maybe under an overhang so that they're out of the rain, and they'll roost on that rack and your chicken coop stays cleaner too. So Uh, that's that's some of my ideas that uh, over the last couple, I don't know, 15 years or so, somebody else I know started keeping chickens and, I tried to decrease the workload because uh, <laughs> it can be a health hazard, I think, to clean out this chicken poop, uh, the, the well, Ohio yeah. Valley. If, it, and-
0: if it's dry and dusty, Mike, there's a chance of getting something called histoplasmosis.
2: Yeah, it- I know. Somebody's grandma I know that had it and that she had flu-like symptoms for years and had grown up keeping chickens and had not keep, kept chickens free many years as an adult, so it can linger in your liver for a long time and you have flu-like symptoms.
0: Right. Well, my mother got it, my adopted mother, uh, but, uh, actually pre-World War II. And um, that was when they were just starting out with antibiotics. And uh, make a long story short, they gave her so much to save her life that uh, it made her deaf.
2: That's why I like like, uh, colloidal silver. Uh, You can make it yourself. You have to be kind of meticulous about it. The media is prone to go viral with stuff, and so there's this bad perception out there because that one guy in California, after he died, his family said he did it on purpose. He used tap water to make himself turn blue, making uh, colloidal silver compounds, all these isotopes Uh, of silver, combinations of silver and different chemicals when you use tap water you should use distilled water and the smallest amount of salt uh, solution that you make you make your own salt uh, called colloidal silver that's high salt you just need just a drop or two and a quart of water and I stir it then I hit the voltage to it and you can see the uh, fog of the particles coming off if you're doing it right you can just barely see that fog for like 10 minutes, yeah, like, you get 10 parts per like million. Nice,
1: yeah, it looked like a little smoke tornado going down.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Rick and I both make that. Well, anyway, that stuff kills the tick-borne illnesses that cause you to be allergic to meat. It's a spirochete, kills syphilis, kills H. pylori, kills C. difficile, and I think it would have to work on uh, histoplasmosis, oxoplasmosis. Would. Well, any spirochete type bacteria it, it kills they used to put it in baby's eyes they still and, do uh, silver yeah. silver iodine. Uh, well I've, I've heard somebody I talked to a nurse about that years ago I said oh they don't use that anymore I like well they did not? with my granddaughter
0: well, they, but then again I'm thinking about it she's twenty years old but to me it seems like just yesterday when she was born I
2: know but when you when you bring this up to naysayers <coughs> they go, oh that, that's obsolete they don't do that anymore. You know, well, so
1: I think it was it was because what if the mother had syphilis, uh, the baby could be blind at that point. So, well,
2: the it, it's they more. did it as a prevent, you don't know. Syphilis is one of these. It's like prion disorder. It can be many years before it manifests. So you could have a mom that just got syphilis after she got married and you know, have a baby within a year or two. Nobody knows the, the family has syphilis in it. Right. Uh, well, you know, guy the guy comes back from overseas, him. being in the navy, right? You know, in the uh, navy. So I mean, you don't well, know. He didn't know he had it. The, the Tuskegee uh, the Tuskegee men, you know, they, they let them, even though they knew they had them, they let it progress as an experiment. Uh, but it's just spirochete, the various, and I guess there's more than one besides Lyme's disease that's tick-borne illnesses. So. Oh yeah, there are. Uh, The thinking is the thinking is that if you've got this built up in your system, it acts as a kind of a secondary immune system and uh, as a preventative, a prophylactic, as they say. But um,
1: are you are you talking about silver built up in your system? Is that what you mean? Yes,
2: you can have uh, it just like you can have other. You can have toxic levels of lead built up in your system. You can have. I think they've detected in uh, some people. Some radioactive elements like cesium or strontium or something in their bones. Yes, yes. It'd be better to have silver, I think. <laughs> silver would be a yeah, better thing to have. Most
1: likely, there are some and iodine, there you know, things like
2: still
1: will take a shot of silver solution every morning. Well, so the whole like reason I called in though
2: was you—you you mentioned how many calories is in an acre of corn? It's something ridiculous, right? Millions or something. Yeah,
1: it is. Uh, this would, this would be with uh, probably. Um, Probably hybrid corn, uh, 15, yeah. 15, 15 million. 15 well, I had million read calories,
2: <clears throat> and I guess it's the hybridization and stuff of the corn. But uh, I had read that way right. back in the twenties. You know, the U.S. government department of agriculture and stuff. They started, I guess, researching the science. Corn had vitamin C in it back then.
1: I wouldn't be
2: surprised. And, well, and that, it makes you wonder. You know, what have they? What has? What has been? Uh, Uh, changed and eliminated about the corn just in the last 60 years or so of industrialized agriculture. And I was alarmed to make that connection that industrialization of agriculture is one of the major planks of the Communist Manifesto because by doing so, it makes it economically not good sense to raise your own food if the food is so cheap in the stores. And that's inflationary pressure on the food. Now, uh, there's going to probably push a lot of people into doing some... At least container gardening, but you were talking about somebody in their front yard and made all this money with uh, Jim, uh, growing Jim food Covales- into their grass, being a grass hole. Jim Kogulewski, <laughs> <Jim> Kovale- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Interesting fella. He's, uh, I guess, a hippie, uh, but but I like it. <laughs> you want to see his front yard? You want to see his front yard? I mean, it is it is breathtaking.
2: Uh, so a small beautiful. chicken operation you got your fertilizer. You yeah. can you can see how where I'm going with this, even with a half acre.
1: Lot. You're talking what? Are we talking about sustainable... Uh, a a uh, feedback culture loop. Where we, yep, yep, okay.
2: You grow enough corn to, or enough other food to barter for the corn to feed to the chickens. You get the fertilizer off the chickens, you know, yeah. and eggs or whatever to feed your dog. And, you know, if you're like Tom from Utah, it's pet your chicken, don't eat your chicken. But, uh, and I've tried that, by the way, a backyard... Rooster, even when it's young, really the only thing good on that thing is a, the breast meat. So,
0: Well, they're good for uh, the chicken rest, and the rest dumplings. you can
2: roast up for the dog. <laughs> <clears throat> I like
0: chicken yeah. and dumplings.
2: Yeah, you can do that. You, an old old hen, I've heard, you can make into dumplings. But what, what I was saying you know, with the histoplasmosis, toxoplasmosis, uh, uh, hantavirus, Chickens have a body temperature right. of like 107 to 109 degrees. They can they can survive right. a lot of pathogens that will kill us off because we can't reach that fever. 104, 105 degrees, you start getting brain damage as a human. And, it, right. and So they, they're they thermophilic. They can carry all kinds of fun stuff that will kill us. And, that, you know, the same thing with this bat virus. Um, I've read that if you can take a hot bath and do thermobaric or uh, what a hypothermic uh, therapy, like a really hot bath and you watch your temperature really good, keep a cold rag on your yeah. head, you can get up to 104 and in about 8 or 9 hours you kill that, but that's a long time to try to keep a bath that warm and to kind of monitor your temperature. If you're sick, you don't feel like you, you need somebody to help you do it. Right. And it really needs to be well, done yeah. under medical supervision in a hospital probably, but uh, are they doing that? Oh. No. No.
1: Oh. Well, here's the no, deal. I don't it. like to talk about myself, but I will tell you one of the spookiest things that ever happened to me was along these lines. As a, uh, as a senior in high school, I caught, um, what's, what's the kissing disease? What is that thing?
2: Uh, uh <laughs> oh, immunity, mononucleosis. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, you can get it without kissing. Uh, I
1: a, oh, I, I, well, well. I, okay, if I'm going to get it, I'd rather be kissing. But Yeah, you yeah, might as well have fun. So, so I got up to 106, uh, and I was out of school for about a week. When I went back, uh, I couldn't I, – I started going to the wrong classes, couldn't find my bus, and didn't know where my locker was either. I had to go yeah. to the office and have them tell me where the locker was and <clears throat> what the combination was. I didn't know what was in it either. It was like – Kind of like a Christmas morning when I opened it and uh, got on the wrong bus and the kids are all looking at me weird and I'm looking at them and I said, this isn't my bus, is it? No. I said, well, where is my bus? Well, you're talking about a line of 100 buses. That kid was smart enough to say, your, your bus is right back there away ways. And, and so this is what happens when you let your temperature go to 106. It starts yeah. erasing pieces of your brain. Yeah. I'm just saying. Not a good yep. thing.
2: But if you can do it and monitor closely with accurate thermometer, supposedly you can bust a lot of dis- a lot of uh, illnesses a lot quicker than than just laying around, you know, or whatever. That, sure that's wouldn't. one thing that's hard to fight with COVID. Is you got to keep uh, keep move. You got to keep moving. Now, no, wait a minute. Now you're diabetic. I'm sorry. I got to put a caveat on that. If you're diabetic, you cannot do a super hot bath that will increase the damage to the Uh, capillary damage in the uh, epithelial layer in your uh, limbs I mean you could I guess do the main part of your body and leave your legs and arms out of it perhaps Uh, that might work but you know that's how a lot of these illnesses progress is from that capillary level from their extremities out
3: hey you guys don't let me
2: talk too long I gotta go
0: All right, Mike thank you for your call buddy ladies and gentlemen we'll be
1: back in three minutes
4: Deep down in Louisiana, close to New Orleans Way back up in the woods among the evergreens There stood a log cabin made of earth and wood Where lived a country boy named Johnny B. Good, Who never, ever learned to read or write so well But he could play a guitar just like a ring and a bell Go, go!
5: Judges, mainstream media propaganda all pieced together like a puzzle designed to ultimately bring the world under submission. But with all their strategy, they forgot one thing knowledge
6: Standing six foot four, weighing two hundred and forty five pounds of crime-fighting, political science-analyzing broad. Ladies and gentlemen, Doctor Patrick Slattery.
0: So, Mike, get off this anti-Cicada agenda. I'm a born-again traditional Christian,
1: and my favorite possessions are right here on my nightstand. That would be the King James Bible and my three fifty-seven revolver.
0: I'd rather be ruled by Chinamen than Jews.
1: Cool it with the anti-Semitic
0: remarks, right? Just because
7: Tuesday at 9 Central and Wednesday at 1 Central.
0: Bible Show with Tim Spencer and Rick Schmidt. Today is Saturday, the 23rd of April in the year of our Lord, 2022. Uh, hope everybody's having a great day. Uh, if you would, folks, give me a second. I'd like to bring your attention to our sponsors. You can see their banners by going to RuralSurvival.life. That's RuralSurvival.life just a little ways down the page. Uh there we have extend a listed, banner for them to click on it to order. Now this is something that Rick and I and Lori all use all the time. And it really does help. Other thing is uh the Ready Pure water system uh from Water Revolution. This little deal will sits on your counter. You can literally take a mud puddle, filter the water through a coffee filter to get out most of the sediment and run it through this thing. And uh, I believe you can make four gallons every 24 hours. And you have uh, clean, very clean water to drink and to cook with. And the way things are going... I'm very happy I have one, and I bet uh, Rick's happy he has his water filter system, too. But uh, go ahead and take a look at that. Also, folks, there is a link uh, for Simply Clean Foods. They give you a discount. I never did figure out how much the discount is, but the discount code is RSS, all capital letters okay, please do yourself a favor. Check out our sponsors. It does help us a little bit. So with that, back to what we were talking about, Rick.
1: Well, probably gardening. Um, the um, Here's something that I, I don't want to forget to mention. It was uh, along with the uh, replacement Cherokee can seeds um, that I got, um, the... These ham-sour pickles, the fermented pickles that I did make that did not have too much salt in them were excellent. And uh, I've got some more uh, fresh English cukes, and we're going to do it all over again this time. We're going to get it just right. However, uh, I got to thinking about it, and I thought, you know, I really want to do more of this. <clears throat> and so we have... Um, we have... Two two basic distinct types. Well, there are really three, but um, there are three kinds of cucumbers. One is called partha, Parth. They just call them Parth, P-A-R-T-H, but it's a much bigger word. It means that this is a cucumber that does not require pollination and is typically used inside of a greenhouse. Um, then beyond that, you've got you've got your open pollinated. OP variety and then beyond that you've got the gynoecious which produces all female plants all female flowers Um, a cucumber that produces nothing but female flowers will produce no fruit
0: that's right unless
1: there's a unless there's a pollinator um, unless there Sorry, I just had a ridiculous joke pop into my head. Uh, there will produce no fruit unless there's a pollinator available. And then, um, then, so what they do is in a package of, like when I ordered replacement Cherokee uh, Tans, I also ordered a couple packages of mercury cucumbers, which is a gynoecious variety, of cucumber the reason the reason that you would want to do that is because if you're looking to produce as many cucumbers as you possibly can, that would be the way you would want to do it however uh, like every tenth seed, every tenth seed is a pollinator so it would be every tenth seed would be uh, a different some other variety, uh, which would be uh, right. an, an OP. Okay, so so but what I'm doing here at this point is <clears throat> there is another, there is an OP cucumber called Max Pack, and it is very prolific. Uh, it produces very well. However, it has male and female flowers both. So I will simply plant uh, the gynoecious, uh, alongside the max pack and that way I should have plenty of pollination uh, going into this thing I shouldn't shouldn't really have a problem uh, achieving uh, po- pollination uh, so and then at that point these opined that I would have more cucumbers than I would know what to do with that would be the plan and then at that point you'd be uh, you'd be. Pickling
0: or fermenting whatever you're going to do with them right okay we have a break ladies and gentlemen call in numbers 512-248-8252 and we have open lines here at rbn
6: i want the truth you can't handle the truth you're listening to republic broadcasting network real news real talk real people, because you can handle the truth. Extendivite has proven time and again it really works. Here's a testimonial from Amazon.com. I am only 40, but I have put my body through hell working in manufacturing for 20 years. I recently started to notice a buzzing feeling along with a stuttering sensation with my heart. I had a full cardio stress done, which I passed. I decided to try Extendivite after getting the jingle stuck in my head. Halfway through the bottle, I really did notice a difference. After getting home from work, I would just sit in a chair for a few hours feeling like crap, and this stuff reduced that feeling along with heart discomfort to almost nothing. Extendivite is only sixty nine ninety five for a two-month supply. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com. That's H-E-A-R-T-D-R-O-P.com.
8: Now it's up to you to do your part. The time has come for you to take action and begin broadcasting the truth to hundreds or thousands of people every month. Sound impossible?
0: are listening to the final half hour of the Rural Survival Show here on Republic Broadcasting Network. Your hosts today are Tim Spencer and Rick Schmidt. We have been talking mainly about gardening uh, this hour. The call-in number is 512- 248-8252. So, folks, please don't wait until the last 15 minutes of the show to call in. You probably won't get on so, if you want to talk to us, call in now. Uh, Rick, question for you. Yeah. We were talking about pollination.
1: Oh, yeah. How,
0: have you seen many honeybees at, at your place?
1: No. Um, we, we have uh, had a, a shortage of honeybees for the past, I don't know half a dozen years. Yeah. <clears throat> now I have seen uh, the scott bees filching around here. They will, uh, they'll come like in the garage and they will inspect anything that's yellow or blue. Uh, right. I don't care if it's a water bottle, whatever it is. Uh, you know, they're looking around for uh, food sources and then they'll go back and report on whenever they find. But no, as far as, <clears throat> as far as as far as achieving pollination uh, from the honeybees, primarily, believe it or not, our primary source around here would be uh, um, what do they call them? Is it is it minor minor bees or whatever the those little things um, which are yeah. kind of interesting. I for, I forget what what their name is. Is it a soldier or a miner? Anyway, that and bumblebees. Uh, we right. get um lot lots and lots of these small bumblebees and they typically don't show up um, until uh it gets good and warm out. Um, and uh you know it's 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 okay I suppose because here at this point, now this weekend this weekend is the weekend when I will Probably put out all the tomato plants, so I think uh looking forward ten days, I see a day or two but that that won't do it, so <clears throat> I'll probably begin moving the tomato plants out. We're not in a situation at this moment where I need a pollinator, but right. I would imagine in the next I would imagine the next two to four weeks I'm gonna be um, the um uh, as I, as I believe I mentioned last week, these are the best looking tomato plants that I have ever grown. Uh, we, we moved them all the way up into gallon pots, and uh, these would be expensive tomatoes at the store. Um, oh, yeah. The, um, hey, I Rick, think, I um, hate to interrupt yeah, you, yep. but we've go, go got a
0: caller. We've got Jim in You'll New York call. on line three. Good morning, Jim. I'm sorry, good afternoon, Jim.
9: Oh, hi, Jim and Rick. Early, earlier in the show, Rick mentioned that it's not personal. That's from the movie The Godfather in 1972. Oh, okay. Where the, the drug dealer killed tried to kill Don Corleone for not wanting to get into the drug business. And Solotso said "It's it's business, not personal. <laughs> yeah Great movie If you haven't seen it I guess
1: it, yeah, sure. yeah, That would depend on If you're Don Corleone or not You get shot a whole bunch <laughs> of times Suddenly it's real personal
9: No, of course And it was used yeah. several times um, In the in the movie it, It's Business, not personal So that's where that's from Of course that quote could have been Made by someone else years ago But they use that several times, several times in the Godfather movie. There's a lot of great quotes in the Godfather movies. Another one is uh, uh, Michael Corleone, played by Al Pacino. He said to someone, he said, politics and crime, it's the same thing. And there's some truth to that. Oh, yeah. There is. And, you know, you look at it in the mob. And gangsters, they very rarely killed innocent civilians. They mostly killed themselves, other gangsters. It had happened. There were some incidents, but 99.9% is they're just killing other gangsters. And if you you look at... you know the the mob the gangsters they i mean the politicians look at George W Bush I mean he killed hundreds of thousands of innocents right. and Obama right. too but yeah. anyway uh, yeah. that that's what that uh, quote is from in the Godfather movies and uh thank you for taking my call and you guys have a great weekend
0: you too, Jim. Thank you for your call, buddy. All right, folks, we do have open lines here at RBN. Call-in number is 512-248-8252. Uh, Rick, you know, I was just looking outside. We've got a big wisteria vine that's starting to bloom, and yeah. right now it is just covered in bumblebees.
1: Bumblebees? Oh, well, you're a little further south than me. Yeah, we're yeah. going gonna to need those. We're going to need those up here uh, in the next uh, couple weeks. Um, if you could uh, show them on GPS. Uh, I'll do my uh, best. Jim bring, yeah, Jim brings up an, uh, an interesting point, and I've probably mentioned this before. <clears throat> but in my relentless dealings with the Monsignor Midas, um, we talked about Al Capone and uh, his... His his history books say that uh, Al Capone was essentially, oh, I wouldn't call him a Robin Hood figure, but basically they killed uh, the competition, which would be other gangsters. Uh, Al Capone also simultaneously ran uh, a couple of soup kitchens, I think it was more than one, and fed thousands of people during the depression um right it is also uh, a fact that the, one of the very last things if not the last thing he did was he he went um he uh received last rites which means that he um went to confession and uh, was forgiven and was anointed um with with uh, chrism or oil so what are last rites is that chrism
0: You're asking me, Rick, I don't know.
1: no, I was talking to Michelle, it's okay, so it's it's not called Last rites anymore that's old school. It's called the oh. sacrament of healing even even if you're not going to heal but yeah so so it is it is then uh, it is it is then uh, basically a fact that Al Capone cannot go to hell uh, at the very worst he's going to have to go to purgatory, uh probably not straight to heaven for Al. But, um, but, but but uh, Jim is correct. Uh, gangsters basically did not go around victimizing uh, the innocent. Uh, it was business right. for them, and yeah, and uh, the Kennedys will tell you business was good. Yeah. Hey, we've got
0: another caller, Rick. We've got Tom right. in Utah on line five. Okay. Good morning, Tom. Good morning, there, team. Good morning. How you doing today? Uh, pretty good. Good.
7: Mike's, Mike's a pretty good student, i got to tell you. But I want to add something that's very simple, rather than going okay. through all the, the, the sophistry of science. And I mean the sophistry. A lot of it is so much blovia. And in all that blovia, we become confused, or we don't get to know what's exactly the best regime or program, but I was just gonna tell you when food becomes premium, you need to operate in the most uh, perfectly or most efficient digestive chemistry. And I've mentioned this before. When you stick to the garden, you, you utilize your enzyme chemistry and that's non-destructive, very efficient. But then as soon as you end up with the high molecular weight proteins and fats, or animal fat, fats and proteins, you have to produce hydrochloric acid on one hand, bio or bile salts bases on the other. You gotta deal with the bacterial burden to your immune system in your intestinal tract. And then you also gotta produce copious amounts of mucus, which is an extremely expensive util- utilization of nutrients. So right. when the food becomes premium, the best thing to do is to follow the original plan of your bio- biology stick straight to the garden. Well, the other when, when, you're, when you're taking in animal fats and proteins, you're producing high levels of uric acid, arachidonic acid, and those acids have to be buffered before your body can, you know handle them and expel them. So in that buffering process, a lot of your micronutrients are siphoned in or sucked into that buffering, so you actually pee them out or defecate them out with the bioflow. So again, when the food becomes premium, stick to the program that you were given in the Garden of Eden. That's a kind of a hard message, but it's the only one that really works, plus those uric acids, or arachidonic acids, are the corrosive acids that destroy your vascular system. So, the promise of the Creator was if you stuck to the garden, you would not deal with disease, and you'd have your best survival program. And that's all I want well, to
0: dump on you guys today. All right, well, thank you. Thank you very much for your call, Tom. Next By week, the way... Yes, sir. I was going
7: to say, go to TomInUtah.com or TomInUtah.org, and then people who want to understand what I really know from the field science rather than just the laboratory. See, that's the problem. Most scientists like Mikovich and, and, and these other characters, they, they see the science from the cubicle.
0: Right. All right, Tom, got to let you go, buddy. Got another caller. But thank you for your call. As always, we appreciate it. Next, we go to Chuck in Ohio on line three. Good morning, Chuck. Hey, good morning. Now, what's you? on your mind today, sir? Oh, we're doing good. Uh, the Trump
10: rally here in Ohio and the endorsement of J.D. Vance.
0: Okay. Uh, Let's hear about it.
10: Yeah, Ohio's very upset. Uh, many of Trump's delegates have written letters to him and whatnot, and um, there's a, a large showing of independent candidates out here gathering signatures uh, for Torre Mar- uh, Maris. I always want to say Ma, but it's Maris and uh, Mr. Uh, Peterson. Uh, I forget his uh, first name. It eludes me at the moment. But uh, yeah, I've been a longtime listener, first time caller. Really enjoy getting you guys on the archives and thank you for all you do. And um, I really enjoyed the mosquito net mask. My entire family. Enjoyed the mosquito net mask.
0: Well, I still have them for sale, but the demand has dropped to like one a week, and I need the storage space. So they all went up in the attic until the next pandemic hits. Yeah,
10: plan, plan right?
0: Yeah, exactly. Mm.
10: Yes, sir. So, yeah, I just want to thank you guys for all you do, and uh, anybody that uh, wants to help Ohio out to uh, keep out the incumbents, uh, Rhino incumbents, who endorse themselves through appointments in the, the Central Committee Board um, here in Ohio. It's, it's just a big cluster.
0: I bet it is. Well, I think we're going to see that everywhere in the next few months. I, I believe that. November yes, 22 yeah. is, is going to be very, very interesting. You know, all the yes, polls show uh, the Republicans are going to take over, but, but, you know, what's going to happen with the vote count is the question. True, and how many of those blood bloodlickens are closet
10: Democrats or demon rats? So we have one here, J.D. Vance himself is from Silicon Valley, never Trumper, said he would have voted for Hillary, yet now Trump is endorsing him. That's strange. So um, and that now René so is also trying. <clears throat> now René has uh, got, you know, pastors and whatnot have donated to his campaign. So they're getting special treatment to meet Trump at the airport. But all the supporters, when they get the opportunity to ask questions, what do they ask for? An endorsement. We need to think for ourselves, not follow endorsements and puppets. So oh, I'm, pl- I'm pleased to see agree. here Roger. Yeah, I, I could go on. You give me a soapbox, but I'm pleased to see Mr. Sales uh, filling in for uh, for uh, uh, the late great uh Renner road, Mr. Winterode. Um we, we want we need to preserve his archive in every form possible and the most they are being information preserved. Actually yes,
0: they're sir. being preserved on different two different platforms. So awesome. there's a backup. Uh, that that awesome. applies well, to all the shows on RBN Yes
10: sir so, Yeah yeah That's how I listen mostly I podcast so I can speed it up So CastBox FM is my, my favorite platform um, I'm up to 2.9 out of 3 times speed So you sound really strange to me right now But I love you just the same
0: Alright Well thank you for your call Chuck Ladies and gentlemen uh, No time for any more callers We will be back in three minutes to close out the show. ¶¶
11: visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10 that's REPUB10 This is today's liberty minute both sides of the political aisle agree our nation needs criminal justice reform we may disagree on what that looks like but one idea made news headlines yesterday the tennessee legislature passed a bill on wednesday that would require drunk drivers to pay child support The legislation, which has yet to be signed into law, requires DUI drivers convicted of either vehicular homicide or aggravated vehicular homicide due to intoxication to pay child support if the parent killed in the crash has any minor children. This may be one of the most appropriate punishments the government has ever handed out. Criminal justice reform needs more ideas like this. Ideas that benefit society and or pay restitutions to victims. Find more political news and commentary at liberty-lighthouse.com.
12: Until tomorrow, see this packum, parabellum. And a better way
3: Okay,
2: we are back, ladies and
0: gentlemen. We are back, Rick. Did you like that one?
1: Oh uh, yeah. What I like about that song is, is that there's there's a, a lot of rhyming words in there, like word and bird. You know, it's uh, I don't know. I, I wish I wish I could write a song like that and make money. That be so cool. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I like. H- I like that time, that. buddy. Yeah. So, uh, guess if I had wanted to be responsible for 30 seconds i would suggest you people uh people look around and and try to lay your hands on some seeds if you don't have any better idea go to hoss tools uh they have good seeds they aren't absolutely the cheapest all the way across the board but they have good good germination rate too yeah they are they've got a great seed storage facility uh it's not just a warehouse shelf it's Temperature controls, so, yeah, so they do. Um, <clears throat> all right. Thanks to, uh, thanks to our callers today. Mm-hmm. Um, Holy Michael, the archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do you, all Prince of the Heavenly, host by the divine power of God, thrust into hell Satan and all of the other evil spirits who wander through the world Seeking the ruin of souls. Amen.
0: Thank you, Rick.
1: Rick, would a okay. second prayer
0: be appropriate for me? Well, yeah. You,
1: you want to do it? Go ahead.
0: All right. Well, all right. I'll do my best. Heavenly Father, I pray to you today to help our listeners get through what is coming. We know it's gonna be rough. We know it's gonna be bad. But please, please, give our listeners the information they need to survive. I ask this in your son Jesus' name, amen. Was that okay, amen. Rick? Yeah.
1: <laughs> yep, that's how it's done. Yeah, that was fine.
0: Okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen, My, I don't know, my advice is just keep your head on a swivel. I mean, literally, pay attention to your surroundings. Things are going to get bad. When people get hungry, they go nuts. It's that simple. So be aware. May God bless you, our listeners. Please pray for us because we are praying for you. Bye-bye, Paul.